buckshot gave the brass parasol just enough heft to make a deliciously satisfying thunk. Manners, instructed Miss Tarabotti. The vampire howled in pain and sat back down on the treacle tart. Alexia followed up her advantage with a vicious prod between the vampire's legs. His howl went quite a bit higher in pitch and he crumpled into a fetal position. While Miss Tarabotti was a proper English young lady, aside from not having a soul and being half Italian, she did spend quite a bit more time than most other young ladies riding and walking, and was therefore unexpectedly strong. Miss Tarabotti leaped forward, as much as one could leap in full triple-layered underskirts, draped bustle and ruffled taffeta topskirt, and bent over the vampire. He was clutching at his indelicate bits and writhing about. The pain would not last long, given his supernatural healing ability, but it hurt most decidedly in the interim. Alexia pulled a long wooden hair stick out of her elaborate coiffure. Blushing at her own temerity, she ripped open his shirt front, which was cheap and overly starched, and poked at his chest right over the heart. Miss Tarabotti sported a particularly large and sharp hair stick. With her free hand, she made certain to touch his chest, as only physical contact would nullify his supernatural abilities. Desist that horrible noise immediately, she instructed the creature. The vampire quit his squealing and lay perfectly still. His beautiful blue eyes watered slightly as he stared fixedly at the wooden hair stick, or, as Alexia liked to call it, hair steak. Explain yourself, Miss Tarabotti demanded, increasing the pressure. A thousand apologies. The vampire looked confused. Who are you? Tentatively, he reached for his fangs. Gone. To make her position perfectly clear, Alexia stopped touching him, though she kept her sharp hair stick in place. His fangs grew back. He gasped in amazement. What are you? I thought you were a lady alone. It would be my right to feed if you were left this carelessly unattended. Please, I did not mean to presume. He lisped around his fangs, real panic in his eyes. Alexia, finding it hard not to laugh at the lisp, said... There is no cause for you to be so overly dramatic. Your hive queen will have told you of my kind. She returned her hand to his chest once more. The vampire's fangs retracted. He looked at her as though she had suddenly sprouted whiskers and hissed at him. Miss Tarabotti was surprised. Supernatural creatures, be they vampires, werewolves or ghosts, owed their existence to an overabundance of soul, an excess that refused to die. Most knew that others like Miss Tarabotti existed, born without any soul at all. The estimable Bureau of Unnatural Registry, B.U.R., a division of Her Majesty's Civil Service, called her ilk preternatural. Alexia thought the term nicely dignified. What vampires called her was far less complimentary. After all, preternaturals had once hunted them and vampires had long memories. Natural daylight persons were kept in the dark, so to speak, 
but any vampire worth his blood should know a preternatural's touch. This one's ignorance was untenable. Alexia said, as though to a very small child, I am a preternatural. The vampire looked embarrassed. Of course you are, he agreed, obviously still not quite comprehending. Again, my apologies, lovely one. I am overwhelmed to meet you. You are my first... He stumbled over the word, preternatural. He frowned. Not supernatural, not natural, of course. How foolish of me not to see the dichotomy. His eyes narrowed into craftiness. He was now studiously ignoring the hair stick and looking tenderly up into Alexia's face. Miss Tarabotti knew full well her own feminine appeal. The kindest compliment her face could ever hope to garner was...